pond uh, pond com pond com <laughs> oh my gosh this this with with it's it each each preserve pres you got it ex ex help me out here sorry <laughs> i'm loading here hold on i'm, <laughs> I'm loading <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm Blair and I'm Kirsten and we are Mediocre Content. We did it pretty good just with the weird pause in between. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. How are you? Good, good, good. Um, You know, just doing life. Doing life. What about you? Yeah, still vibing. Still doing good. Just getting through another weekend it's hopefully going to be less hectic this week because we don't have anything next weekend so it'll be nice that'll be very nice yeah, yeah. um i can see links in the background he's so cute <laughs> he's sitting on a box of stationery so he's very oh. ready to write a paper do scrapbooking you know what other what other dude cats do you know sure just the life totally <laughs> <laughs> he's very ready <laughs> totes adorbs we love we love that he's ready where are your babies they're usually with you aren't they so (laughs) jinx is underneath the um guest room comforter because he likes to bury himself nice um under there so i walked past and i knew he was there because i saw a little lump in the (laughs) comforter it was very nice and then i think salem is downstairs in his bed um Mm -hmm. napping because it's like 2 30 my time so i think it's nap time for them didn't i tell you about cougar who scared us that one time because she figured out how to get under the comforter and we thought we lost her for like hours (laughs) oh (laughs) Oh my god God. yeah so we didn't know that she managed to do this i forget why we were looking for her i can't remember if we were trying to like load her into the crate and she was just like not having it but there was some reason that we were looking for her could not my heart was pounding this yeah. is at my grandparents house so oh, no. I couldn't find her and then I go up to my room I'm like I'm just gonna check under the bed one more time and as I get closer I see the comforter breathing <laughs> <laughs> and I was like I got you there you are you scared the crap out of me <laughs> she's so talented for such a chunky cat oh my god that is jinx does jinx um when we first when he was a little kitten yeah um chris was underway on the mm-hmm. ship mm-hmm. and i was looking for the cats just to kind of mm-hmm. get like mm-hmm. an idea of where they were in the apartment yeah you're living in a two-bedroom apartment at the time mm-hmm. and jinx i couldn't find him i had no idea he wasn't <laughs> no. under the bed where he normally is yeah. he wasn't um Right. anywhere where you would expect the him fridge. to be right. like I checked behind the washer behind the fridge like any <laughs> little place that he could have like yeah. tucked himself away and he was in the fabric of the box spring there was like a small <laughs> there was yes. a small little hole yes and he like got into the box spring and Brilliant. this yes and but I was freaking out I yes. tore the apartment apart mm-hmm. I I called Caroline and I like couldn't she was like I don't know what to do Right. I'm like, well, think of places for me to look because I can't <laughs> find him. And I'm, I'm like, kidding. if I if I had opened and I like had opened the door earlier that day to like go 
take the trash out or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. If, he if, I, if I had oh. lost this cat right when we first got him, he's going to be so upset when <laughs> so he comes responsible. back. <laughs> <laughs> they are such little Houdinis. Like they can get in some weird spaces. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my gosh. I wish I had remembered that during our cat episode. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my gosh. I had so many things just like come to mind. I was like, dang it. I guess we're going to have to have a part two of the catastrophe podcast. Probably. Probably. <laughs> There's always good content. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It's just like uh, on the daily, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> it's always something. For sure. Um, yeah. Do you want to jump into some good news and maybe a disclaimer or two? <laughs> Yeah, so we'll go through the disclaimer. Um, we're not experts on nope. anything, Mm-mm. especially today, which yes. we'll get into the topic in a little bit. Yes. Um, and if you've come to the podcast to get any kind of advice, we're not the place for that, especially <laughs> today. We're not the place for that. Certainly not. Um, life advice here. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, but we are the place to learn about things you may not have learned about elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And we encourage you guys to do your own research as yes. always. Yes. Um, So yeah, with that, Kirsten, take it away to the good news segment. Okay. So we're going to talk about potatoes. I love Um, potatoes. First of all, delicious in any form. Um, But specifically potatoes uh, and their work against superbugs, which you might find fun being in the nursing world. Yeah. So the problem that we're seeing right now, um, at least over the last few years is we're creating what they call superbugs. So basically there's bacteria that are just super over antibiotics and they can't. So these are, these are not bugs with a cape. Is what you're telling me. <laughs> I haven't seen any bugs with a cape, so I'm going to assume they're bacteria with a cape. <laughs> so it's not Superman and Batman in bug form. No, this is not Ant-Man either. So okay. don't even go <laughs> there. That, that was a better joke. That was a better joke. We are not talking about Ant-Man. I don't know anything about comics. Technically, ants aren't even bugs. So we can't even go down that trail. <laughs> we're, we're not right now. <laughs> no, not getting into it. Anyway, these are bacteria. Um, but the majority of therapeutic antibiotics that we have can be found in soil microbes soil microbes, if I could speak. Um, So most of what we're creating with antibiotics and stuff is found in the soil. But there's a research team in Europe that did a little bit of experimenting with a compound called solanomycin. Hopefully I'm saying that right. Um, But it is a, yeah, yeah, right. I think so. It's pretty, if anything, it's pretty close. (laughs) Yeah. But um, it's a plant-based microorganism Uh, And it can combat multiple types of funguses. And so with this discovery, they wanted to move more into the potential for plant um, options as opposed to just soil microbiomes and things like that. Um, And basically, it can fight against uh, the microbes that are currently causing these superbugs in humans. So they did a few tests. They've been uh, working on it with a different type of bacterium. And this particular one is found in potatoes. So they were able to do a few tests, currently researching and replicating um, to see if they turn certain things on and off for this, how it can be used. But currently it's only seen and accessible within the potato itself. So they're trying to figure out how to move that into a human environment and do 
some testing with that, which is really great because it can be a really severe problem for people who are now antibiotic resistant because of the bacteria um, that makes them sick. So this would be really great to find something that could kind of kind of ease our minds (laughs) with the super bacteria going on. (laughs) So listener, if you're not familiar with um, antibiotic resistant bacteria, a really common one that we see a lot is MRSA. Yes. Um, Very severe. Yeah. So this will definitely help with combating that in a healthcare setting, which is cool. And yes. then, um, yeah. So yeah, I, I was going to say something else and I can't remember what it is now, but it was going to be like kind of funny, but I'll think about it later. <laughs> if be- you oh, just- I was oh. just going to say, I remember now I was just going to say, um, I really, I feel like potatoes again are underappreciated. <laughs> they really and are. Cause they just, they're so good and they come yes. in multiple different forms, all of which are super good. And right. now yes. they're becoming Saving the medicine. world. And literally saving the world. They should be the ones in the cape. (laughs) Right. Super potatoes. And you know, what's interesting too. I, I'm sure that there are other experiments and things that have gone into potential plants for medicines. Obviously the world has been revolving around these things, but it's interesting to me that it started in the soil and not with the thing also that it can create like those ideas were completely separate for some reason when dealing with this problem. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that they're kind of breaking out and looking at other potentials that can, you know, make people feel healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Be healthy. So that's exciting news for the potato and for us. Win-win. Also a win-win I would say is uh, Australia. So our second piece of good news has to do with um Something going on in Australia called Australia Against Extinction. And basically, officials there have committed to preserve 30% of the continent's landmass so that they can revert back to their natural state and really work on conservation projects for the different plants and animal species that live there, particularly ones that are kind of on the endangered species list and really headed towards extinction. Their environmental minister uh, is Tanya Plibersek. Hopefully I'm saying there are lots of difficult words in the good news this week Yeah, and <laughs> uh, names, um, but they're beginning the conservation titled threatened species action plan towards zero extinctions, prioritizing 110 species and 20 places that are considered threatened uh, with the plants and animals that live there. And it's important to note that out of all of the areas that we have, Australia is one of the most biologically diverse countries. Yes. So it's really important to focus where, you know, you're seeing that biodiversity decline a lot. And it has declined a lot, of course, due to multiple factors, but humans do contribute. And so by sectioning off this, this land, um, they're going to be able to do a lot of good work there. And I think they said it was a plan worth what is it? 224 million Australian dollars, which is about 146 million US dollars for this nice. project. So nice. It's good stuff. Yeah. And it looks like based on what you have written here, mm-hmm. um, these animals aren't found anywhere else on earth. No, so it's good exactly. that we're working to preserve them because yes, otherwise they would really be They'd be in trouble. Extinct. Yeah. Yeah. And we've experienced that even in our lifetime. I know that there have been certain animals and even different plant systems that have become extinct over the years. So it's nice that we're prioritizing those and sub like putting forth plans to make sure that isn't happening on the daily. (laughs) 
I agree. I agree. <laughs> also, I feel like with these first two stories, yeah, our biology is showing. Like, <laughs> don't expose clear, me like that. <laughs> it's clear that we are uh, we're educated yeah. in the sciences. <laughs> I may or may not have a preference <laughs> for the sciences. Yeah. I gravitate to them. <laughs> So anyway, help it. yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah, I like it. I'm well, here just for to, it. I mean, to further it more, the next the our final piece of good news is still kind of on the same trek, I would say. Awesome. So uh, I think we've talked about this in another podcast, but obviously everyone is aware of Hurricane Ian that came through Fort Myers in Florida. It devastated many communities and they're still yep. recovering even now, I'm sure. Lots of work going into that. But there was one particular town, which is about 20 miles from Fort Myers, so not really that far. They were involved in the height of the hurricane as well. Um, it's called Babcock Ranch, and it has 4,600 residents-ish. Basically, this particular town is known as the Storm Resilient Town. They are 100% solar-powered. Um, they create solar power, they have native flora, they have specific code construction for the housing and for the buildings that are there in this one town. And it's essentially meant to completely prevent catastrophic damage and power loss to the town in the case of really severe weather. Interesting. Basically, Ian became their form of a flight test for this town and it yeah. excelled brilliantly it they i was amazed so they didn't lose okay. power they did not lose power so they did not lose power the whole time they still had resources they still had running water it's amazing that this wow. town stood through this um, like massive storm that did extreme damage to pretty sure. much everywhere else so yeah the specifics for the town that they claim set it apart and made this so successful right um they're built around 25 feet higher on average than the surrounding communities. So, of course, okay. that has to do with storm surge yep. coming yep. through. So that's a big one. Um, they also have their own wastewater plant and water system. It goes deep into underground aquifers. So that means the water can't be contaminated or at least it's harder for that to happen. So also great. Yes. And then, like I mentioned, solar power is one of their big things. So they have 700 solar panels owned by Florida Power and Light. They provide power to every home. So that's electricity. It covers over 900 acres-ish. Nice. Um, and they sustained minimal damage from the panels themselves. So they were still functioning at almost 100% capacity. And outside of like a fence or two that may have toppled, the town was safe. Wow. So it's just amazing. And obviously that's really easy to do on this kind of scale. I mean, it's sure. not like a full, it's not like the state of Florida, you know? Right. Right. Um, and so realistically, a project that massive in areas that could benefit from that would be very costly, but clearly the payoff potentially is there for residents yeah. experiencing that. So good news is that, is that so it cool. passed its flight test so yeah, yeah oh my gosh great. yeah that's awesome solutions yeah. to problems we love well, it and the thing is too that means that those people already had resources to give back to the community members that lost that everything lost power yeah exactly and so that's the biggest piece there is there was a section that could provide assistance 
in a situation that was very dire. Well, and they were already in the middle of the area, right? Like they didn't have to come from anywhere. There was no delay. Exactly. And so even I imagine even if they had like satellite towns similar to this, but not like again, it's probably quite costly. But even if they had certain areas around hard hit spots for hurricanes, it could benefit, you know, to have the help literally right there. Or even like the Red Cross or something like that could fund these little encampments and then like staff them for these kinds of things that would be cool so much potential so good news for the state of florida (laughs) go florida (laughs) florida man did not strike during this (laughs) i I thought it was gonna be a florida man story (laughs) that would be funny i'm not gonna i don't know that that's always good news to be fair (laughs) no entertaining news though yes very entertaining so, uh, but yeah, that's all I got for good news. Um, so I guess we're ready to see what you got for us today. Okay. I'm excited. So, um, <laughs> if you can't tell from the title, our topic this week is going to be astrology. Facts. And I just want to preface this by saying that there was, there's so many different facets and so many, so much information that comes yes. into astrology that it's so hard to like condense it down to like an hour episode. Yes. Um, so we might do a part two, depending on mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. we feel about this one. Yes. Um, so this is going to be kind of like a general overview of astrology. And then we're going to do some fun, like memes and we're going to read our, um, star mm-hmm. charts and all that stuff, our birth charts. Um, so cute. So yeah, so let's get started. So um, astrology, first of all, is a form of divination. We all know what divination is. If you've seen Harry Potter, you know (laughs) what divination is. Um, (laughs) Professor Trelawney, you you know. She's amazing. Yes. Iconic. So it consists of interpreting the influence of the stars and planets on earthly affairs and human destinies. Nice. Sounds so dreamy and whimsical. I know. (laughs) So fun. So this has been going on since ancient times. Yes. And if you think about it, it kind of makes sense because there was no real like science or like Mm -hmm. scientific discoveries. They were still very much Mm -hmm. on the cusp of all that stuff. They still thought the earth was the center of the universe and all that. (laughs) So, uh, which I mean, honestly is very Leo of them Um, (laughs) or very Leo of you maybe. (laughs) Well, um, it originated in Mesopotamia in the third millennium. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and spread to India and it was developed in the Western form by the Greek civilization in the Hellenistic mm. period. Okay. Now that's a lot of words. I'm not hundred percent sure <laughs> like how to explain all of those words, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically the Greeks were the ones who kind of pioneered yeah. and made astrology like what we know of it yes. today. Yeah. Makes sense. So, um, Astrology entered the Islamic culture as part of the Greek tradition and was returned to the European culture through Arabic learning during the Middle Ages. So I think there was a lot of culture swapping going on during that time. Um, And I think a lot of like Indian and Mediterranean Mm -hmm. um, and Islamic cultures still have like a prominent reliance on astrological Mm-hmm. signs and influence on everyday life and like major life events. It's a huge part of a lot of people's culture, even from back then. According to the Greek tradition, the heavens are divided according to 12 constellations of the Zodiac, mm-hmm. aka the Zodiac signs we have today. The constellations 
and the bright stars that rise at intervals cast a spiritual influence over human affairs. So you hear like Mercury in retrograde, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. would be a bright star that influences human affairs, right? Right. Okay. Right. All right. Astrology, also important in Chinese culture. Mm -hmm. Um, In imperial times, it, it became standard practice to have a horoscope cast for each newborn child and at all decisive junctures of their life. So like marriage and in death and things like that. I didn't know that. Yes. That's a lot. Yeah. I think puberty too was also a big like time to have your horoscope, you know, cause your life is about to begin that kind of thing. Okay. So the Copernican system, AKA Copernicus, who decided that the world was not the center (laughs) of the universe. Um, He shattered the geocentric worldview that astrology requires. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the interest in astrology still has continued. So that was not a huge blow to this philosophy at all. (laughs) It's still Um, very much beloved. (laughs) And it's still widely, it's still widely believed to influence personality Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. we will see going forward. So (laughs) that's kind of a little bit of a history. It was kind of clunky. I'm sorry, but there is a lot to cover there. So I think it's nice though, because it, it's so interesting to me uh, on the same lines of like religions and things like that, how much is borrowed, how much is taken, how much is adjusted to fit the time. And it's great that things like that can morph into something specific to that culture, like China, for example, then integrating it to certain levels of you know your life. That's super cool that it's that yes. it can just morph that way. Yes. From a yes. simple idea to something that now becomes ritualistic. I love that. Yes, I yeah. agree. It's it's really interesting. And like I yeah. said, there's like a ton of different facets to this. There's right. so many different avenues you can go down. Yes. Um, so we're just keeping it pretty basic simple. today. Simple. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. So yes. first and foremost, for us and the listener, we need to figure out what is our sign. <laughs> okay. So, and how would we do that? <laughs> so when is your birthday? And then that is how you figure out. <laughs> what your sign is. Right. My birthday is August 1st. Nice. And okay. so I am a Leo. Very cute. Okay. Pearson. Well, I'm December 17. So I am a Sagittarius. And we'll get into like what that means and yes. all that stuff later. Right. Um, yes. But yes. right now I'm just going to read off all yeah. of them so that the listener can play along and yeah. see. All yeah, right. Yeah. So Aries is first in the astrology calendar. That would be March 20th through April 18th. And Aries is first, which I had to look this up because I didn't know. Mm. I was like, why didn't they just start with January? Right, right, right. But Aries is first because um, the spring equinox is March 21st. And the zodiac calendar starts with the spring equinox. Ah, okay. Nice. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. Uh, Taurus, April 19th through May 20th. Gemini, May 21st through June 20th. Cancer. June 21 through July 22nd, Leo, July 23rd through August 22nd, Virgo, August 23rd through September 22nd, Libra, September 23rd through October 22nd, Scorpio, October 23rd through November 21st, Sagittarius, November 22nd through December 21st, Capricorn, December 22nd, through January 19th, Aquarius, January 20th through February 18th. And finally Pisces, February 19th through March 
19th. You know what I just realized? Hmm. My whole life, I thought that Chris was a Libra along with all the other ones that like to swarm inside my life. Uh, uh-huh. He is actually a Scorpio, which is so <laughs> him. <laughs> that is, makes total sense, actually. Is, it's so funny because he's October 23rd. So he hit it right at the start. And I feel yeah. like that's just him in every yeah. way. Shout out to Chris. <laughs> Shout out to Chris. <laughs> my Chris is a, is a Pisces. Which is so, cute. Sweet little fish cute. boy. He's a fish boy. <laughs> like it. All right. Wait, what is Philip? Philip is a Virgo. Oh, that's right. Which yes. is shocking to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we'll get into the potential we'll, yeah, of we'll get into personality. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll get into it. Okay. So in addition to that, yes. um, there are different like earth, air, water, and fire associated with each sign. So yes. you can go all avatar airbender yes. on I was that just if you want that. to. <laughs> um, but yeah, so each sign has an affiliated element as well as an affiliated symbol or animal. Aquarius is air. Pisces is water. Aries is fire. Taurus is earth. Gemini is air. Cancer is water. Leo is fire. Virgo is earth. Libra is air. Scorpio is water. Sagittarius is fire. And Capricorn is earth. So. And we're both fire signs. We are both fire signs. And it also, if anybody likes evenness, there's three of each. So that always makes me super each. happy. I'm like, there's three yes. categories for each one. The <laughs> math adds up, everybody. It do. The math be math and real hard. <laughs> oh, yes. They're um, animals or symbols. Yes. Too. And then they're animals. Yes. So Aquarius is water bearer, which I'm not sure. I think it's just like a person like a mm-hmm. a maiden with like a water bowl indeed situation pisces is fish mm-hmm. aries is a ram taurus is a bull gemini are celestial twins cute um cancer is a crab leo is a lion virgo is the goddess of agriculture um libra is to like scales like the mm-hmm. old-fashioned kind scorpio is a scorpion appropriate yes. and then sagittarius is an archer and capricorn is a sea goat which is a goat with a fish tail <laughs> which, which is i think specific. is the coolest <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very specific and i think like everything else you're like yeah that makes sense and you're like yeah i could see that and then you get to sea goat yeah. and you're like interesting <laughs> i love it i love the sea goat <laughs> that one's my fave shout out yes. to the capricorns yes. in the audience <laughs> so fun oh man okay so each zodiac sign also is supposed to have like specific traits to their personality aries loves to be number one (laughs) not surprising they are number one. (laughs) yes they are that is correct bold and ambitious aries drives to be headfirst into even the most challenging situations and they always come out on top okay (laughs) all right and then Taurus um, is most likely to take a six hour bath, according to this. <laughs> Specifically. I know. Um, <laughs> Taurians enjoy relaxing in serene environments surrounded by soft sounds, soothing aromas. They're typically like very calm and collected. Mm. Gemini, spontaneous, playful, adorable, adorably <laughs> erratic is what this says. <laughs> horrifying i know (laughs) um and then insatiable curiosity nice 
so cancer, I thought this was an interesting fact. Cancer mm-hmm. seamlessly weaves between sea and shore because they're a crab, mm-hmm. um, representing their ability to exist in both emotional and material realms. Ooh, very Cancers nice. are highly intuitive and mm-hmm. their psychic abilities manifest in tangible spaces. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Props to the star crab. I like it. I know. I know. <laughs> Props to the star crab. So what, how much do you put into your um Ooh. like horoscope and stuff like that like what what level do you believe in this kind of thing so that's a tough one because previous to no and again we'll talk about this later with our own charts and stuff but yeah. previous to understanding the full width and understanding that Sagittarius was not the only sign that mm-hmm. I'm physically manifest and understanding like which levels influence which parts of the personality and I think that's where it comes you know becomes more tangible but previous to that I would say not at all but yeah once I started understanding all the different aspects that which we'll get to in a minute yes right once you understand all the different aspects that go into your full sign chart then you're starting to see, oh, okay, so that makes more sense. That levels out this, that balances this, and it makes so much more sense. So I'm not sitting here saying that my star chart is my identity, but it is interesting to read and identify with certain elements. I agree. I totally, I'm on the same page with you in terms of that. I think growing up, it was always fun to get like the J14 (laughs) magazines and like look at my horoscope and see like what like yeah. what was going to happen for me this month, you know, like that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's always, it's always a fun thing to do. It's like a fortune cookie, you know, yes. kind of thing. And honestly, ironically, we were more into the Chinese Zodiac signs than mm-hmm. we were the star signs. So like, this is on a tangent real fast, but I'm a rooster on the Chinese Zodiac. And sure. I think I think my mom's a dog and Chris is a pig or something, but we got the Beanie Babies in their Zodiac collection with our specific uh, Chinese Zodiac character. And it was like, that was our thing. Yeah. 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 Somewhere back here. (laughs) So, but yeah, that's what I would say. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I think it's cool to like identify and like see those things about yourself. Um, But I don't, like, I don't base my life decisions no. on no. the fact that I'm a Leo <laughs> or like whatever, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So moving on, Leo is next. <laughs> um, passionate, loyal, and infamously dramatic. Now, <laughs> we'll get to this, but I don't really think I'm that dramatic, but we'll get to it. Okay. We'll get to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Virgo. Virgos are logical, practical and systematic mm-hmm. in their approach to life. Nice. Okay. Libra, balance, harmony, and justice define Libra energy. Nice. Okay. Nice. So, and that has a lot to do with like their scales. They're obsessed with symmetry and they strive to create equilibrium in their area of life. Nice. Scorpio, elusive and mysterious. <laughs> Scorpio is a water sign, which honestly, I assumed Scorpio was a fire sign. I don't know why. Really? How- yeah. I did not know they were a water sign, but anyway, huh. um, they use emotional energy as mm-hmm. fuel, Facts. cultivating powerful wisdom through both the physical and unseen realms. 
I am still on this trip with Chris and I'm just absorbing this. Just like, yep, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Sagittarius. Mm. Um, this fire sign knows no bounds represented <laughs> by the archer. Sagittarians are always on a quest for knowledge, which mm. I mean, you're the one who wanted to do this podcast. So I feel like that's accurate. <laughs> Facts. Um, the last fire sign of the Zodiac Sagittarius launches its many pursuits like blazing arrows chasing after geographical, intellectual, and spiritual adventures. Cute. I think so. I'm adorable. You are. <laughs> All right. Capricorn is the last earth sign represented by the sea goat. Shout out to the sea goat. <laughs> Again, freaking love it. They, their biggest traits are patience, perseverance 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 (laughs) i like it one of these days i'm gonna get it right okay and dedication nice that's nice nice which yeah all of those (laughs) make sense i would say (laughs) yeah yeah all right aquarius is not a water sign they're an air sign yes which again i did not realize that Yes, it's um, a little trippy. Aquarius is the most humanitarian astrological sign mm-hmm. and is dedicated to making the world a better place. Mm, Good cute. for them. Yeah. All right. And then Pisces. Pisces is the most intuitive, sensitive, and empathetic sign of the entire mm. zodiac. Cute. Um, Pisces has absorbed every lesson and the joys and the pain and hopes and fears learned by all the other signs. And it's symbolized by two fish swimming in opposite directions, representing Mm. the constant division of Pisces attention between fantasy and reality. Ooh, you know what else though? I kind of feel like that's a yin and yang kind of feel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can Mm -hmm. definitely see that with um, Pisces. I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. Okay. Nice. So now that we have like a general understanding of all of that. Yes. Yes. And we're just going to briefly go through. So we were talking about the other facets of. Yes. And the other areas. So there's not just, there's the 12 signs, which are like the basic, Mm -hmm. what everybody knows. But Mm -hmm. then in addition to that. Yes. You have your sun, moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune and Pluto. Yes. And so, and that is based on during on your birthday and Mm -hmm. the time of your birth where Mm -hmm. those planets were in the solar system. Mm -hmm. And so you could be, for example, I'm a Leo sun, which Mm -hmm. is like my very one. Mm -hmm. And then, but I could be, I'm also a Gemini moon, Mm -hmm. which means that wherever the moon was placed in the solar system Mm -hmm. when I was born, um, affects like my emotions, instinct, habitat. So each planet affects a different aspect of your life based on the positioning. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. So the sun usually influences your sense of self, your main concerns as a person and your vitality. Mm -hmm. The moon is your emotions, instinct, and habitat habits, not habitats. <laughs> your really struggling habitat. today. <laughs> Perseverance. Habits. Habits. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Roasted. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, mercury is communication, intellect, reason. I guess you need some more mercury. <laughs> I do. Today I do. My mercury is in retrograde. <laughs> Oh my god. All right. 
Um, Tell me about Venus, girl. <laughs> Venus is love, beauty, and art. Mars, action, desire, and aggression. Jupiter mm-hmm. is expansion, optimism, and abundance. Saturn, restriction, pessimism, and structure. Mm-hmm. Uranus is rebellion. Ex- ex- help me out here. Eccentricity? Eccentricity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're centric is basically eccentric. What it, where you're how eccentric, eccentric you are. <laughs> um, yeah. Neptune is imagination, dreams and delusions. Pluto is transformation, obsession and power. And that is all. Yeah. Nice. And nice, then nice, nice. in addition to that, so you got your <laughs> <Diva>. planet, <laughs> then you have 12 houses Indeed. and the 12 houses record are how should I explain this Mm. so I think it just coordinates like everything else it just coordinates with your birth cycle so for example I believe my I believe the Sagittarius house is leading by house nine and our house is influenced by higher education travel religion philosophy and publishing and law so it's it's what what you are most influenced by within your chart like what are the categories of interests that you might have in that house based on your star shine yes yeah and this will all make way more sense when we do the examples (laughs) of the birth charts it's like very (laughs) abstract when you don't have examples yes um that's a lot of information i think we should take a little break yeah well well, you guys can listen to our husbands do the ad real quick (laughs) yeah have a lot of fun Hey, hey, we're the, the husbands, husbands of, of mediocre, mediocre content, bringing you an ad segment that's missing well in ad. This is a break brought to you by us because we're the only ones crazy enough to sponsor this thing. If you'd be interested in sponsoring the Mediocre Content Podcast, and we understand if you aren't, contact our mediocre wives at mediocrecontentpodcast at gmail.com. For now, enjoy this brief break from the podcast before we throw you back into more unimportant dare we say mediocre mediocre content content. welcome back (laughs) welcome back everyone <clears throat> or us. so we just spent like 20 minutes trying to figure out our birth charts because Confusing. i don't it's this is too much this is a lot um Look, everything you thought you knew got super combobulated as soon as it was in like a tangible form <laughs> that's it that's yeah. exactly what it is okay so we're just gonna both read our birth charts and mm-hmm. uh go from there really yes. and just kind of see how we feel about how accurate it is or how yes. we perceive ourselves so and we should preface i guess yes that we're only doing the sun, the moon, and our ascendant signs. So there are others out there um, that contribute to your chart. So just kind of keep that in mind. These are just the top three pieces that people typically gravitate to when trying to figure their their chart out. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very complex. It's a complex yes, thing. It really is. More complex than I realized getting into this episode. That's for <laughs> <love> sure. <laughs> deeper, deeper, deeper. <laughs> okay. Um, Kirsten, do you want to go first? I can. Sure. Um, okay. 
So just for context, the sun, uh, which is your main sign, determines your ego, identity, and role in life. Uh, Role is in quotations. Um, It's the core of who you are, most likely something that you already know, more than likely. So my sun sign is the Sagittarius. Um, It means I'm fundamentally curious, restless, and independent. I find independent funny because I would disagree with that. You have strong thought through ideas about meaning and what's right or wrong, interested in pushing the boundaries of the existent extent, excuse me, you live to be free and to learn. So in this case, having Sagittarius sun um, in my quote seventh house means that I feel the need to distinguish myself from others through close relationships and long-term partnerships. So I would say that's pretty accurate. Fun. Yeah. Uh, I would say that that sounds like you. Yeah. Do you want to read your sun sign? Sure. So um, my son is in Leo, meaning that I am fundamentally bold and proud. Um, I love attention and to be cared for. And I pay in kind um, with my charm and ability to make people feel better when they're sad. Um, You know what your skills are and you know how to use them. It is in my fourth, fourth house, meaning um, I feel the need to distinguish myself from others through home and family. Yeah, that's so wholesome. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Very nice. Um, okay, moving into moon. I am a moon Aquarius. Um, this, uh, the moon in general rules your emotions, moods, and feelings. Um, this is likely the sign you most think of yourself as. So this is more as an internal reflection for your moon sign. Um, so mine is Aquarius, meaning uh, I'm emotional. Self, my emotional self is intuitive, observant, detached, and rational. I'm often in my own world and scared of how I truly feel. This is in my ninth house, meaning I find security and safety through philosophy, faith, education, and politics. And I would say that is very accurate for my internal self. (laughs) I will try to logic my way through any emotion. (laughs) Yeah. Even if I'm feeling it, it's very obvious. (laughs) I'm feeling it. I will try to logic it away, which is kind of unhealthy. So just take that in stride. Other Aquarius moons, (laughs) we feel each other. We're just very discreet about it. Anyway, your moon sign. (laughs) So I am a Gemini moon. Um, My emotional self is often restless and unsettled. Mm. Accurate. Um, (laughs) I am extremely adaptable, which sometimes makes me feel pulled in too many directions. Accurate. I am easily bored and need to feel like I am free to be creative and create meaning. Accurate. And um, this can make me feel like I'm having a constant identity crisis. Also accurate. (laughs) Constantly (laughs) troubled. (laughs) I love it. Um, It is in my second house, meaning that I find security and safety through money and material possessions. Interesting. Do you feel that way, though? I mean, I've been working since I was 15. Like I've yeah. always wanted to like sure. make a living and ha- feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I've never been one of those people who can be like, oh, well, we'll just figure it out. Yeah. No, I've always <laughs> had to have like a concrete source of income or Facts. something, you know? Um, yes. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um. 
Okay, now we're getting into the ascendant sign. Um, ascendant is the quote mask you present to people. So just again, sun is like your outward expression. Moon is your internal feelings. Ascendant is what other people are presented with when you encounter them. This I'm excited about. Yes. (laughs) So I am a Gemini ascendant. Um, it's changes. This is the thing though. It can change. So I'm going to say this with the pretext um, that it is a little transient and some people say a little less reliable as you get older. I digress. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, uh, I'm an ascendant Gemini, meaning I come across as quick witted, chatty, eclectic, and fun, though somewhat inconsistent in conversation. I seem probing and curious. And I would say that's pretty true. Would you? <laughs> Thinking of the time when, <laughs> when I first met you, Oh dear. I would, oh God. I would say, yeah, <laughs> I would say, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very accurate. friendly, very like you were, you did not hesitate to be like, oh, come <laughs> over and like hang out and come meet my parents and da 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 da. Like you were very, like, I was immersed in the world of Kirsten very quickly, <laughs> including the chromosome mustaches, I'm sure, which was yes. just a throwback. <laughs> That's the eclectic part. <laughs> you can make a mustache out of anything. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It yeah. is pretty accurate. What about you? What you got? Okay. Hold on. My phone died. Hold on. Here we go. Okay. (laughs) Professional. (laughs) So, um, all right. So let's see here. I can't, so my uh, Taurus rising. So, okay. Okay. Ascendant is Taurus. Um, meaning I come across as highly attuned to practical and material matters, especially, Mm -hmm. um, especially pleasure and hedonism. Hmm. I don't know. Um, but that, (laughs) But that same material materiality gives mm-hmm. people the impression that you are reliable, settled, sensible, and deliberate, though sometimes mm-hmm. stubborn. Okay. Which honestly, I feel like when I start a new job or like mm-hmm. when I think about like my nursing career, mm-hmm. I a lot of people have called me like reliable and very yes. practical, sensible. Um very calm. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, not doesn't get shooken up by a lot of things. So I feel like that's kind of accurate. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I'm very practical. Nice. I think I would say, I would say or at so. least I try to present that to people. I don't yes. know. I would say that is very true. You definitely give off the air that you've got it together and that you're making very direct and certain decisions. And so I think that a hundred percent comes off. <laughs> Just Which so is you a know, compliment. guys, I don't have it together. <laughs> I'm just going to be very transparent. It is a mask. That is what the Ascendant is for. This is what you get. <laughs> oh, you don't get my moon sign. Struggling just like everyone else. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. She's got she's got the look. She yeah. got three looks. <laughs> three looks. I love it. Yes. Oh, man. So. Would you like to um, talk about our happy, neutral, and sad compatibility faces <laughs> yes oh my gosh so kirsten and i used this app called costar not sponsored nope. and that's how we're getting this information about our birth charts yes. and stuff but we also added each other as friends on costar and so now it has told us if we're compatible as friends which yes. i mean 
So we kind of played ourselves. Like if we weren't compatible, I feel like, I don't know, we probably have yeah. to reevaluate our, all of our life choices and everything, you know, Facts. just kidding. Not really. But like, it would have actually, I kind of wish it did say that we yeah. were not compatible because then we would be like, well, that's wrong. And that that's is wrong. funny. Yeah. Ironically, um, both our sun and our moon signs are both compatible. compatible. Yes. Yes. I love it. Oh. Um, okay. So basically Sagittarius and Leo, our sun signs are very, um, compatible, which is cool. Um, our moons, Aquarius and Gemini are compatible. So basically our basic identities and moods and emotions are compatible. And then our philosophies of life are both Scorpios, um, which we didn't get into, but those are both compatible as well. Yeah. Cause a Scorpio loves a good Scorpio. Yes. (laughs) Mesh. Mesh. Um, the other ones that are, are, which are a little bit less compatible, I guess, based Mm -hmm. on this, um, intellect and communication, Sagittarius and cancer, not as compatible Mm. senses of responsibility, Aquarius and Pisces, not as compatible. So, yeah, but like, that's still good. Like, I feel like that's really good. Yeah, I would agree. And then it does talk like, again, if you want, not sponsored, not sponsored, not sponsored. But if you do want to download CoStar, that's C-O-S-T-A-R. It is an application. I think you could probably get it for Android too, but we both have iPhones. So, you know, search on your Google apps. But it will also go into and describe the compatibility underneath this little happy, neutral, sad chart Mm -hmm. and really get into the nitty gritty of why or why not. So it's kind of cool to read. I'm going to read really quick our sun sign compatibility because I think it's cute. Okay. Um, So um, Leo and Sagittarius, this is a pairing full of excitement and optimism. You share similar <laughs> approaches to life. You are both adventurous, outgoing, and fun-loving. Together, you are the life of the party and a never-ending collection of stories to tell, which is great True. because we have a podcast. <laughs> How convenient. So oh, my God. <laughs> like it was meant to be. I love it. <laughs> it's written in the you stars. Can... <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. That's a good one. Here we go. Here we All go. Right. We needed more puns. <laughs> we needed more puns. That's what we're missing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can both be attention hogs. So make an mm-hmm. effort to share the spotlight. Good advice. Good yeah, to know. Good. You both, um, you may burst into dramatic arguments from time to time, <laughs> but, ne- <laughs> but this is also <laughs> true. <laughs> but neither of you are particularly <laughs> prone to grudges. So the storm is usually a quick blowover. It is so like- true. <laughs> it's all in good fun. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. I love it. I literally love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is fun. I like that. Yeah. Wonderful. No, this is very fun. Okay. Anything else you want to do with the CoStar app? Because I feel like we've covered a lot. I think, yeah, I think that's good. It's just the topsoil layer. So again, yeah. do your own research, have fun with it. Um, if you want to tell us, you know, what your sign was, uh, or if you had compatibility with your friends or family, um, we'll tell you how to connect with us and give us that info. We'd love to hear it. Yeah. Um, and we, like I said earlier, we might do a part two too, just depending, yeah, yeah. um, because there's like so many different things to talk so about. So much. Yeah. Um, Okay. So now we're going to go on to memes because that's my favorite part of the internet. (laughs) And, um, so we're going to do, so I have two sets of memes here. Okay. 
Um, and we're going to do our best to describe these because I recognize that memes are not exactly the easiest thing to do, to do on a podcast because delivery is difficult. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so there's two sets. The first one is for people who kind of feel like astrology is bullshit. <laughs> for lack of and a better word for back of lack of a better term and the other one is for people who are fully immersed in the stereotypes of each personality of each sign nice. so okay <clears throat> all right so for the non-believers <laughs> shame the non-believer <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when people use their zodiac signs to justify their crappy behavior. Like, sorry, I can't help it. I'm a Scorpio. No, Susan, you're just a bitch. <laughs> and just for context, this is Kermit the Frog giving that face. Yeah, okay. Given if, that you face. Don't, if you don't know what it is, just type in Kermit the Frog meme and you'll forever be happy. <laughs> yes. It's golden. All right. So this is a picture of a guy and a girl talking in like an office setting. And she's like, so what's your Zodiac sign? And he's like, dinosaur. And she says, that one doesn't even exist. And he's like, none of them exist. Oh, <laughs> dang. <Burn. laughs> so rude. Can you imagine being in the office and having that conversation? And oh it's just God. like, first of all, uh, you didn't need to shut her down that fast. <laughs> rude. Yeah, I know. Maybe she thought she was, you know, uh, asking you out. You know? Yeah. <laughs> If you guys hear any meowing in the background, that would be my cat. <laughs> he just wants Salem. to be part of it. <laughs> he just wants to be part of it. Um, okay. So this is a picture of um, a girl in her car and there's an officer that pulled her over and he's at the window and she says, it's not my, op it's not my fault officer. I'm a Gemini. Geminis are always in a hurry. And the cop goes, wow, that's crazy. I'm a Libra, which means I don't care. Here's your ticket. <laughs> it's all about balance. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, this one's good. This one's like some dark humor for my, oh, for my no. people who like dark humor. Okay. Dark humor, all right. No. So that's a picture of um, a woman sitting on like an examination table and the doctor is holding a clipboard. And the doctor says, what's your Zodiac sign? And the woman's like, cancer. And he's like, what a coincidence. Oh, it's so cringy. Oh, I feel bad that I want to laugh oh. at it because it is funny, but it's also not <laughs> dark humor for the win. Yikes. 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 But there are some for the believers, right? Because <laughs> these yeah, all seem is. to I'm be really do... harping on the non-believers here. I I love it. I love yeah. it so much. It's so funny. Okay. All right. I'll do a couple more and then we'll switch. Okay. So um, horoscope says you're probably breathing right now, people. And then it's the shocked <gasps> face. <laughs> that one gets me because I love the Pikachu memes. <laughs> yeah. I love that one. Wow. That should say fortune teller, though, to be fair. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm just saying. Anyway. <laughs> Me. I hate astrology. Horoscope. You're beautiful. Me. And then it's like a person getting all teary-eyed. <laughs> like, oh my God. My insecurities <laughs> were instantly erased. <laughs> I like it. 
Oh, that is a weird neck thing he's got going on. What is he wearing? <laughs> what did they call those? It's not cravat, is it? Oh, what? Where are you at? What do you mean? I'm not not. I skipped the the old painting one. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Scroll back up to the guy with the weird neck thing. <laughs> like a neck tutu so we're probably going to put these in our description for the links to find these so if you just want a good yeah. uh a nice renaissance looking man go to number seven yeah. on the with non-believers a neck, tutu. <laughs> neck yeah. tutu very classy here's a full very support classy. <laughs> all right last one yeah what you got when the person you're when the person you're into um doesn't tell you that you're so- or wait wait hold on let me try again. The delivery was A plus. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> cut. <laughs> when the <laughs> cut. <laughs> I guess we're using that one. <laughs> Getting it together. <laughs> oh man. All right. Last last one. When the person you like is into astrology and they tell you that your signs don't match and it's Leonardo DiCaprio in a field saying, I defy you, stars. That's so dramatic. Very dramatic. Very Leo, Leo behavior. You know? He is a Leo. I'm just saying. Very dramatic. Oh man. Oh good. Okay. Yeah. okay Enough of the right. non-believers. We we don't okay. we don't subscribe to them. All right. Do you do you want to do some of the the ones for the believers? I feel like your delivery is so much better than mine would okay. be. Okay. Yeah. Oh, thanks. You're That's welcome. Nice. You're welcome. All right. All right. <clears throat> okay. So now we have a picture of the Powerpuff Girls sleeping. <laughs> We're sleeping together. And, <laughs> and the fire signs. So the caption says fire signs sleeping peacefully after a long day of being dramatic and arguing with everyone. And it's Aries, Leo and Sagittarius. All it's just me, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> At least they put me as bubbles. They gave you Blossom. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, well, Blossom, that makes sense. Blossom's like the leader. Well, but Aries is number one. one. I think they yeah. got it out of order. Oh, that's true. But Leo is the one that's usually like the most. That's fair. Like, yes. Aries is just like crazy yeah. she yeah <laughs> she cry cry she buttercup for show which is why she's buttercup yeah exactly i'm the nicest of the three but that still doesn't give me a lot of wiggle room <laughs> no oh man All right. this next one is a picture of a woman in the 80s mm, yes. with like really cute sunglasses on and a red lip with a cigarette in between her fingers and so the caption says no one could have predicted this. And then astrology girls and the astrology <laughs> girls is the picture of the that woman with her cute. cigarette. Like we predicted this. We definitely know what's going she, on. She's just chilling on the sidelines observing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love she it. She knows. Ooh. Um, okay. Let's oh no. See. <laughs> These are actually really good. <laughs> All right. Uh, which hits harder a mm. Monday or a Merc- Mercury in retrograde. And Ooh. the photo is of a woman who looks like has been in a severe 
brawl event <laughs> some she kind. has been tested <laughs> some kind of like car crash also smoking a cigarette but she's got like blood coming down her face and she her is hair is a hot mess having a long day um and it, it says actual photo of me emerging out of mercury in retrograde it's so it's true. rough it's it rough is. for all of us it really, really is, is. Mm. um oh, i like this this isn't really a meme Okay, so this one is a list of all the different signs, and it says favorite rule for them to break. So cute. So Aries is knock before barging in. They don't like to do that. Oh, Taurus, no repeating outfits. <laughs> Gemini, don't date your friend's ex. That's Yikes. kind of a habit you should be in already. Right. <laughs> I don't think that's something Yikes. you should break. That's extreme. <laughs> Dang um cancer is their own boundaries oh cancer <laughs> you poor little Aww. star crab <laughs> i know leo's favorite rule to break is no wearing white after labor day i don't that's lame i don't like that See, at all these are facts <laughs> uh, all right virgo's favorite rule is chaos theory i mm. Mm. Okay. I don't Aren't know what Virgo's chaos like theory super is. they're they're super organized and like they have uh, to have things all together. Fair. Okay. I think that's what it is. Um Libra <laughs> Libra's favorite rule to break are NDAs, which facts. is non-disclosure agreements. <laughs> this, these are facts, and I know at least two of them to back it up. Oh god. <laughs> Minimum. Uh, Scorpios Ooh. is don't mix work and pleasure. All right, Scorpio. That's Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful. Uh, Sagittarius is no quadruple texting. That's it. That's cute. Yeah. I, I would not mind that. I mean, <laughs> when I receive multiple texts from you, I'm not mad. You know I'm what's funny though? It. I actually get mad at other people for doing that. Oh, really? <laughs> Ironically, oh. like if you text me and then you continue a conversation with yourself three texts later. I'm like, nah, you're done. You're done. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. All right. Um, Capricorn. Capricorn's favorite rule to break is anything unspoken or unwritten. Ooh, loophole. That's, yeah. I like it. Sea goats <laughs> for the win. <laughs> All right. Aquarius is don't leave without saying goodbye. Aww. Oh, Aquarius. They, get they're it about together. to do. They about to leave without saying goodbye all the time. That's so rude. That is rude. That would and then Pisces. Oh, mm, okay. I have lots to say about this. Oh, boy. Pisces' favorite rule to break is gravity and the laws of physics. Can we talk <laughs> about how my husband is a Pisces and he's like in mechanical engineering in school and like loves to talk about this? It fits Obsessed. so good. He loves gravity. See, he loves gravity. This is exactly why I can't fully say it does not contribute to your personality. Because even if I'm not into it, these are still true. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Oh man, that's hilarious. I love that. Good it's fun. Or is it? Or is it just the power of suggestion? And we're just like uh, associating it with the people randomly. I mean, maybe but it i would i would argue that i can say for myself like libras no non-disclosure agreements okay so i know that they love to chat 
about yeah. things and disclose things and then they're like oh well but just don't tell anyone else right <laughs> like, or just maybe don't tell me <laughs> would be a good start but it's okay that's why we're here as a sounding board <laughs> so this one is a fun one because it's not really about the individual signs but mm-hmm. it's a tumblr post it looks like and it says the moon is proud of you and so are the stars and so is the sun the aliens are watching you a little confused about your life choices <laughs> but are also proud of you i mean at least they're proud <laughs> yeah cute little oh, humans that was cute <laughs> so this one is that picture of the koala mm-hmm. with the little soda in front of him mm-hmm. and it says, can you please give me some advice? How are you How are you surviving all these 5D light codes, retrogrades, eclipses, and crazy shifts in energy? Me. And it's me. And it says, I have to rest for 20 hours a day. And it's the picture oh of the gosh. koala. I wish. Are you kidding? I know. <laughs> I wish. Koalas, aren't they like drunk all the time though? They have like the eucalyptus leaves or whatever. And they're just drunk all the time. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the thing. Anyone? eucalyptus makes you drunk hold on hold on mild mild tangent here hold on okay i need to know what do koalas eat first of all (laughs) let's start there oh man <laughs> drunk koalas. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not okay. crazy. All right. So koalas I mean... eat eucalyptus leaves. All mm. right. And the chemical reaction in koalas and the between the koalas and the eucalyptus leaves, it makes them drunk all the time. Follow-up question. Does that mean if you hang the eucalyptus in your shower and shower with the eucalyptus, does that mean you're not really relaxed? You're just slightly drunk. <laughs> No. Okay. Because it doesn't affect humans the same way. Are it's you just sure? A koala thing. It's just a koala thing. You start absorbing it through the skin and pinky promise. Pinky okay. Promise. I mean, I don't do that. I was just curious. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Uh, we should do one more. Okay. One more. Pick your favorite. All right. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> My cat just jumped on the thing. <laughs> I would like to invite myself <laughs> to this podcast. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, okay. All right. Ooh, this one's good. Okay. All right. So it's a picture. It's two pictures, one on top of the other, um, both of which are Elmo and some fruit. And the fruit is labeled mm-hmm. taking responsibility for my actions. Elmo is labeled me and he's mm-hmm. in the middle. And then the, and then there's a clump of white powder which I mean, you deduce your own thoughts about this. Um, So it says taking responsibility for my actions or the white powder is labeled blaming everything on my Zodiac sign. And then the second picture is Elmo face planting into the white powder. (laughs) Topical. (laughs) Elmo blames everything on his Zodiac sign. Clearly so. These are fantastic. And like I said, we'll, we'll post them in the description. There's tons more on the believer and non-believer side. So we'll just make sure you have access to them so you can laugh on your own time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is that all you have? That's all I got. Yeah, that's (laughs) all I got. So uh, I think we should wrap this up. I think so. So um, 
with Salem all this. Salem needs my uh, attention, clearly. Uh, <laughs> he's such a needy boy. All right, let's wrap this up because clearly my cat needs me. Yeah, your cat, yeah, he definitely is feeling a little neglected. So uh, we'll just wrap it on up. As always, if you want to send us anything, including your star sign results, we'd love to see them. You can send it over to mediocrecontentpodcast at gmail.com or send us a tweet at mediocre squawks. As always, a special thank you to our husbands for providing our non-ad and uh, to my cat for putting in their audio, (laughs) (laughs) their audio, whether it was wanted or not. um, We will see you guys next time. All right. Cheers. Cheers.